0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of See What You Mean. I'm Jeff.
1: I'm Jake. What's going on? Well, uh, we were going to rec- release uh, To the Republic this week, yeah. but uh, things happened and uh, now we're recording, which yeah. I'm thankful for.
0: Yeah, sometimes things happen and you get the things you love, yeah. which is this. Which is this.
1: <laughs> so I'm very always thankful for this, which is something that I said in uh, my group today. It was I'm thankful for this and I'm thankful for our friendship. So
0: Hell yeah, dude. this is. I love it. I love it. I'm very excited to talk to you today. Um, you
1: had a story to share with me. I'll, I do. Okay. I, have, I, I just have, wanted to make sure you remembered because oh, yeah. you told me to remind you. So
0: Thank this is you. me reminding it's, it's, you. Uh, Jen might not like that I'm telling you the story, but I'm going to. Okay. Um, we'll get to all the the real the real world stuff later, but uh, let's start off with my story. First of all, I want to say that I hurt my back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I showed up and you were like, struggling to even walk
0: yeah. Like yeah um so i started working out i love five guys i don't know if you know that five guys burgers and fries oh drivers are calling me right now stop it uh yeah i told you i said i was gonna put it on mute and then i didn't do it sorry ladies and gentlemen uh <laughs> i love five guys would you call it burgers and fries yeah you know they sell hot dogs there i do i never had one of them have do you like five guys i do with, i don't with I extra pickles
1: uh no. <laughs> basic burger. I'm a I'm a basic. I'm a I'm I'm a basic bitch when it comes to food.
0: So. Yeah, with food. I thought you were going to say burgers so I was going to be like, eh, wait a minute." Um all food. But Yeah.
1: I don't like their fries.
0: I don't think we can release this window, <laughs> if you claim that.
1: <laughs> I'm not a I don't like the soggy the soggy mushy I don't think we can fry. release this, Jake. Dude, I need a I need a sturdy structured steak fry. Oh my gosh.
0: We're gonna get so much hate. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing about them. No, oh I my will, word! I will literally just
1: order the hamburger without the fries.
0: Shame on you! Have you had their shakes? Yeah, they're good. Good, good shakes. Yeah, they're right. Oh my! That's controversial, right there. That is Dude, con-
1: dude fries are a thing. Like the the f- difference between fries, like, is huge. Oh, it, it makes it people, makes or breaks some places. People, people are people are on each side of the spectrum. Yeah, like. I love, like, the sturdy steak fry. For sure. But I can't. I can't, dude. I cannot oh, eat you're crazy. those, that type of, like, the you soggy, get some greasy soggy fry.
0: ones, but then you get the little crisp, and it just makes mm, it. No. It's, it's the both of them together. The
1: curly fries, good. There? They don't have them. Oh, either. okay. I'm just, like, just naming up different types of fries. So I Waffle
0: d- fries? Excellent. Yeah, those are money. I, um... At Five Guys, I was like, "I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna get wild. I'm gonna try to get Cajun fries." Oh, that was a mistake. Oh, okay, I regretted every minute of it.
1: Cajun tots at McMinimins. Oh, I love those. Awesome. But this was a huge was mistake. A huge mistake. Okay. Anyway,
0: so Five Guys love it. Okay. So I was like, okay, here's a little deal to myself. If I work for work out five days in a row, okay, I'll reward myself with Five Guys. That's, that's fair. And it motivates me, right? Because I love five guys. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let's go. So I started working out. And yesterday, no, yesterday, I went too hard, dude. I was feeling it. And I was like, I, 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 I probably shouldn't have. I literally, Jake, literally rolled out of bed, mm-hmm. rolled out of bed and started working out like straight away. Nice. And I was like, I'm just going to get it out of the way. And that's what I found. If I just do it, it's mm-hmm. done. And I don't have to think about it. Yeah. So I rolled out of bed, went straight for it. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to push myself. I feel good. I hurt my back. <laughs> oh, shit. Doing push-ups? Or? Uh, no, I was, I was doing, I don't even know what exactly what it was that did it. It just got real tight. At, at, after the workout, I stood up lower and I was back. like, yep. yeah." And I was like, ooh, ooh, my lower back's a little sore. And then by the time I went to work, I was like, old man, like shooting sharp pain so hard that like I had to like grab the counter at some really? points. Yeah. Damn. Dude. Have you ever had a back injury? Not like that. It's no. the worst. One time, I was playing one on one. No, we were playing basketball with a bunch of friends. Jesse was there, and uh, I was my brother was playing, and I was like, "Come at me, dude! Come at me!" Because my brother's the athletic one in the family. Like he played football, he was amazing. Like he wrestled, like he's a he's a beast. So I was like, "Come at!" But I love basketball, and this didn't happen until after I was out of school that mm-hmm. I fell in love with basketball. So we're playing, and I'm kind of coming at him, and I cross him, and he like stumbles to the ground. And it, it was the first time I ever crossed somebody like that. I've done it since. It's the best feeling in the world. Um, but not for him because he's a money defender. A few plays after that, after everyone roasted him for getting crossed so hard, he blocked me and he didn't just block me. He palmed it and shoved it back, my arm, all the way back that I pulled a muscle in my back. Wow. He blocked the hell out of me, dude. And that was the first time I ever injured my back. And I was like, you know, and like, do you just feel weak? Like, you can't do anything. Like, wiping your butt sucks, dude. Mm. Every part of it is the worst. That sounds terrible. I tore my ACL. I would rather have a torn ACL right now than the back pain. Really? The torn ACL didn't it hurt, mm-hmm. but not like
1: this. Dude, the recovery of the ACL, though.
0: Yeah, that was the worst part. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of tight because I would just hang out and play video games. And Jen would be like, hey, here's your medicine. And then I'd play games, fall asleep. And she'd wake me up, be like, time for your medicine. And she was like rotating ice. She's a champ. When I'm down, she takes care of me so amazingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, hurt my back. And then I was sitting around, and I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, nothing. Want to record? I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, that was, so that's why we're doing it. Yeah. I'm that's glad, why I'm, I'm here. I'm glad we are. Um, it's an afternoon recording. Yeah. But now that you're here and it's in the afternoon, I feel like it's in the morning right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? we we
1: recorded. You usually, we usually always record Thursday mornings. I feel so 9:30. chatty right now.
0: Yeah. I don't know why. I'm sorry. You're good. <laughs> you're
1: good. I've spent the last, like, four hours... Um, Talking in therapy So yeah. I'm totally fine Sitting back and, and listening Yeah but
0: so. now you're not like Now this isn't your therapy This, <laughs> this, this I could actually kidding.
1: talk about Like fun things
0: Anything you want So one thing I did want to bring up Before I get to my story is You and I played video games this weekend We did And I text you later But I can't tell you how How it did my heart so good To hear you laugh as hard as you were laughing Really? Yeah I was like, yes, like, and then I was like, then I felt like I was like on stage, like, I got to make this mother effer laugh as hard as I can. So I just kept popping jokes trying to make you laugh. Some didn't. But when it did, it counted.
1: (laughs) Sometimes I was really concentrating because um, your friend Rainbow Farts is he's uh, he gets going. Yeah. And so like you when he's like you get that one guy who's like really, really amped. And then you it kind of like brings out a little bit in you that you want to beat him. Oh, yeah. So like that's. Nothing. I, he's a super nice guy. Yeah, Matt's a good guy. But it's just. But you like, want to take him down. I, I wanted to take him down. Yeah. So. When you're
0: talking that much, it's like, okay, I got to teach you a lesson. I never did. You never did, but we you, you tried. You <laughs> I tried. Did,
1: I did try. Um, I got that one match. Um, one match hard point. Hard point and super super store. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of kills.
0: Yeah, you were smashing. I didn't realize you were that good.
1: I'm not. I, I just, mean, I had that game. was pretty good,
0: dude. I have my games. Yeah. It was good to play. I don't know. We haven't played in a while, so it's good to kind of get back into it. Um, and it's always, I don't know, your laugh. I love it. I don't. I don't know if that's weird or or no. not. <laughs> I love it. I just it, It's like, there. You know, cracking jokes. My jokes are always like borderline, like offensive. <laughs> um, and a lot of times they are. But sometimes, like, if I can get you, you specifically, to laugh at like a witty joke, it. It. it I just like. Or even just like not even like a non offensive joke. It does more for like, like it's it's I appreciate my own joke if I can get Jake to laugh. Hmm. Like it because you're not you're not a knuckle dragger. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So it's like you're you're a little highbrow, and if it's like if I can get you to laugh, even if I can get you to laugh at my offensive ones, I'm like got him. <laughs> it's the best. I, <laughs> you're, don't
1: I don't know. You're you making fun of somebody talking about like no scopes, and then you just said like. I don't know if you're aware, but the rifle I'm currently using has no scope. It's just the way you said it. It was with the tone. It was. It was we were
0: all just ripping on that. Yeah. Because he was like, "Let's well, play no scope," and then and then when they wanted a rematch, it's just I don't know. It's fun to rip <laughs> on him. Um, okay, so here's my story. I told you simply that my story was about singing, mm-hmm. and you were like singing. So I don't know if you know this, but. Jen sings all the time. I did not know that. She sings all the time, like even if it's just like, "Hey little doggies, how are you doing today?" Like she'll sing to the dogs. Like she just always. She's literally what we've discovered. She's Andy Andy Bernard. Oh, or, or I was going to
1: say Marshall Erickson because he does the same. Or Marshall Erickson, he does right? The same thing, right? right. Yes,
0: yeah. exactly like that. Like just randomly, just sings. Or what's her name from New Girl? Oh, um,
1: Jess. Yeah, yeah. she always
0: sings, right? Jen does that. So it, it kind of like loosely became this thing where it's like every time like I kind of start singing something, she'll just take over and start riffing and like, here's the thing about Jen. She'll never admit this and she'll hate that I'm saying this. She is a great singer. She has a beautiful voice.
1: Why Why would she hate you saying that?
0: Because she doesn't think she does. Oh. And it's like, it's like there was a time where like uh, I was playing guitar and her dad was playing guitar and her stepmom was on the piano and we were playing this... Um, playing this worship song together. Sure. And Jen was like, like kind of like coming out a little bit and singing. And she's so good, but she doesn't ever do it. Like seriously, mm. it bothers me. I always tell her like, we should start like a, a two person like group. I'll just write all the music and she just sings, but she'll never do it. Dude, that'd she'll, be so cool. Like, I like, know. Like acoustic, It would be like, amazing. And you singing, but she won't do it. Oh. She's so good at coming up with like melodies and harmonies, which are my biggest weakness. I want to hear it. <sighs> there. You heard it, Jen. They all want to hear it. You can't. You gotta give the people what they want. Yes. Anyways, so I noticed that like I can just like s- just drop like one word, if like a song or like one sentence of a song, and I'll sit back and just wait, and all of a sudden she'll be singing. She'll be like, "Why am I singing that?" So it's this thing that I started doing. So we were sitting, we were together yes uh, a few days ago, and I was like, I don't know why, but I started singing Lenny Kravitz. Okay. I gotta go. I got to get away. And then she's like, I got to fly away. (laughs) And then I was like, gotcha. And she's like, no. And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, you weren't trying to get me. I was like, yes, I was. And then later the conversation got going and uh, a party or something came up. And I was like, well, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. No, not even joking. Within the minute, she's going, it's my party. And I'm like, gotcha. And she's like, dang it. And I'm like, every time, Jen, every time. She's like, no, you can't get me. You can't get me. I was like, I'll get you right now, immediately. You can't do it. And she goes, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. She loves the sound of music. Mm -hmm. She loves it. Have you seen it? Yeah. You know Edelweiss? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just go. Edelweiss, Edelweiss. and then uh she just she's like you get she looked like she was boiling from the inside like trying to hold it in she's like and then she just let it go and started singing the rest <laughs> of the song dude oh that's hilarious it's so funny dude she does it if i do any no no it was uh it was uh the, I started singing that mm-hmm. with the sound of music. And she's like She's like, no, no, you can't get me. I'm not gonna do it. Ah! <laughs> and then just went for it. Oh, that's so oh, that's so funny. <laughs> dude, we were laughing, we were crying, dude. It was so it, it so, I don't know. If you're ever around, drop some drop okay. some jams around her. Mm-hmm. She can't help it. Okay. Might <laughs> have to try that. I don't know, it's my favorite thing. Uh what's up with you?
1: Um Yeah, like not.
0: Not, mm-mm, not, mm-mm.
1: not uh, um a lot of reflection.
0: Okay, that's I mean, good.
1: Well, uh, a lot of reflection about things in my life. Okay, and, but that's then, good too. Yeah, but not also just like staring just at a pond and, things, and getting a reflection. Things in the things in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't need to. I mean, we will. We'll, oh, we're we'll, getting there. We'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, just taking it. Honestly, taking it day by day. Today's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Today's been a really good day. Today's been probably the best day I've had since getting out of, um, since getting out of inpatient. So
0: So, every day you're, you're going to a, you're meeting with groups online mm -hmm. and you feel like that's helping.
1: Yeah. It's the same. It's pretty much the same group led by the same therapist. Okay. But then like I, like I meet with a, still meet with a psychiatrist Mm who we talk about the medication that I'm on and like it needs to be updated or like, or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we do like you know we do I do. It's two thirty in the (laughs) afternoon.
0: Why are you yawning? Uh, I don't know.
1: I'm just I'm always tired. Anxiety is an energy zapper for sure. Uh, But I know I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, like I'm doing pretty good. Okay, today's today's a good day.
0: Does the weather help?
1: uh, Do you notice? um, Do you feel? No, I don't. I don't. Maybe it does. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to it. I haven't like tried to pattern pattern that for sure. I, I couldn't.
0: I feel like it helps me immensely. Really? Like I don't really, like I said before, I don't really f- f- like struggle with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when that, when it's a day and it's rainy and I'm kind of inside, it, the feeling is much different than a day where I'm, I'm able to go outside. Mm. It's my Mexican blood, man. That I don't sun? know. For for me, Ooh, the, the best
1: day yeah? is like the, the day where there's a bunch of snow on the ground and you have like the mm. excuse, to just sit down in your chair with hot chocolate and inside, ju- inside, okay, and
0: just play Xbox all day long. That's a good day. That's like a childhood day. Yeah, you know, like it's snowy, it's Christmas, you got your presents. You're like, I don't gotta go outside. I can stay in and just play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a person of the extremes. Give me 90 degrees or 29 and snowy.
1: Oh um, Give me anywhere between twenty nine and snowy uh-huh. to seventy five. Anything no, over that, I'm that done. ninety, dude. Like no. I told you it's my
0: Mexican blood. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm. I'm like a. What's it called? What are the? <laughs> Cold blooded. You know, like yeah. I need the sun mm-hmm. to warm me. Yeah. It feels so good. There's I don't a like, snake outside. I
1: don't like ninety degree weather. Really? No.
0: There's a snake outside. He comes out and gets the heat. It's in this little crack. He hides in this little crack in our porch, mm-hmm. and Harrison will has seen him once, so now he won't go by the crack. Really? So I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um. Okay. Okay. You should you should see if the weather has anything to do with it. Okay. Um. I'm sure it does. I mean, you you when it's nice out, I mean, you kind of go out and walk bow any weather, right? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. also too.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I'm 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 outside a lot, a lot. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. You're an
0: outdoorsman.
1: Not really, dude. But... You
0: go hunting and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's about it.
0: I'm trying to get my bike fixed, dude. Do yeah, you have a bike? I do. We should ride it down your dad's neighborhood.
1: Okay. Or <laughs> my down. Oh, down the. Like, oh, the he
0: moved. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my parents. My parents moved. I forgot. I was that was a callback to mm-hmm. the bike lanes.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah! I haven't had. Thank God, I haven't had to hear about bike lanes in a long time. You know,
0: there's a whole Instagram dedicated to like Vancouver, uh downtown Vancouver, like biking, bike lanes. Mm-hmm. So it's a thing. Like they're trying to push it. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's
1: pretty much going through. Is it? Yeah. Uh, we tried. We did it. We did our best. <laughs> we tried to fight
0: that fight. Um, I uh, I have a single speed bike, and when I live downtown, I ride it all the time. But up here, you know, in the country, there's not. Sidewalks, so it's a little terrifying mm-hmm. to to ride on these roads. Hopefully, I'll be moving within the next month, and I could ride on the sidewalks down Mill Plain if I needed to. Yeah, where's Burnt Bridge, or right over to Burnt Bridge, or something? You know, isn't I mean? that? um That's over by like five hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: Discovery Trails is right over here too, like right by my parents' a new place.
0: Oh, I don't. I used to go all the time, but. He'll suck on a single speed, single speed bike. Oh, I can imagine. So that's why I'm like, let's just kind of keep it flat. Mm-hmm. I was riding like 20 miles a day, like at one point. Really? Like just going. It was awesome. That sounds like fun. I know. I miss it. You have a bike? Mm-hmm. We should ride, dude. Let's ride. Is that allowed?
1: Yeah. Okay. That's allowed. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I just, I've been doing every, Monday through Friday, I do that partial hospitalization. It's mm-hmm. like four hours a day. It's a lot. But um, it's good, though. There's good people in it. And I really appreciate uh, having the opportunity to be able to do it. Yeah, for sure. Not a lot of people do get Mm -hmm. the art or have the opportunity to get the help that they need. And I'm glad that I'm able to make the most of it. Um, So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm glad you're
0: doing that. Me I'm glad too. you're sticking with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it w- would have been easy to just get out of inpatient and be like, For oh, sure. I'm done. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm taking the time that I need. because It's work, dude. It's
0: not. You got to do it. You I guess, know Because,
1: you mean? know, two, two weeks, this, I mean, this is a two week thing. Yeah. And I'm like two weeks out of the grand scheme of my life. Like when you look back when you're 75 and, and if this, yeah. if this like month that I took to really like set myself up on a, on a new path. Right. A path where I'm going to be actually be whole, not not saying oh Jake, just saying Jake 2.0, actually yes. getting to Jake 2.0 yeah. um, is. I mean, obviously it'll be it'll be so worth, it and you won't even re- you won't even remember the month right. I missed of not having income. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm picking up shifts every once in a while. Like I worked uh, Saturday at Fisherman's. I okay. Picked up a manager shift. Okay. Um, interesting enough, uh, someone broke into Fisherman's and tried to steal all of our guns. When uh, Saturday night. Yeah. They couldn't, thankfully didn't get any because we have them all cabled. So they didn't bring any of the right stuff, but they shattered the windows Mm -hmm. and, uh, they got got inside, got inside Uh and the the police officers like didn't really respond because they've got so many other things going on. So they were just in there like trying to rip these, rip the guns off the wall. They damaged a bunch of them, but thankfully none of them got
0: stolen. So, wow, that's scary. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Yeah. Breaking in and stealing guns. Um, so, yeah, the world is falling apart in the United States.
1: It's falling apart around the world.
0: Yeah, that's true, too.
1: But it just happened to be... It's just worse right here, right now.
0: Dude, it's burning down. hmm It's rough, man. Yeah. Did you... I'm going to start by asking this. Did you watch that George Floyd video?
1: The No, I did not. Okay. Any reason why? I... No, no reason. Okay, okay. Just wondering. Yeah. I
0: didn't watch it for the longest time. You know, it's like.
1: Uh, I mean, I've seen that. I've seen the screen grabs of it for sure. For yeah. sure,
0: it's uh those don't those can't even do it justice. But 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 it's like, it's like uh. I don't know how to say how to say this. It's almost like this. Just this constant violence. We're so subjected to you know video games is a whole nother thing mm-hmm. like it's a fantasy world you're pew pew playing shoot them up whatever yeah you know even even this new game mode that i like playing my brother's like oh that's like speedball with paintballs because mm-hmm. he used to paintball uh play paintball a lot so there's there's, there's that real life element of like a gamesmanship yeah. right it's still a little violent the games but it, there, it's a game and every day you see videos of violence no, no matter what it is whether it's a car crash um Altercations, whatever all of this stuff is constantly being fed through Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. People are always posting this stuff right, and everybody's so combative now, no matter what the issue is and so polarized and I think that's probably why i I didn't watch the video. It was like okay, somebody was m- murdered by a police officer like I think I thought I got it mm-hmm. right. <laughs> I had no idea. Until I watched it. Really? Yeah. I watched it and uh, like I got choked up and stuff and it was hard to watch. I I, I feel like there's an element of desensitization with me, like with violence, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I do see a lot of that stuff. Um, I don't look away. I intentionally go and try to find stuff like when when people are talking about it. Uh, but Jen was like, I don't want to watch it. And I was like, OK. So but she sat next to me while I watched it. She just listened to the video and she was crying. Just listened to it. Um. It a man is murdered and you're watching it you're watching him die and one element that makes it so much harder is the people there witnessing it are begging the police officer to get off like he's dying he can't move please get off what is wrong with you get off of him and he like they they try to approach and he reaches for his pepper spray. Another officer officer steps in front, like back up. And at no point he never got off of him. And then the the EMT show up. He runs over, checks his pulse, and walks away. Like, that's it, he's dead. He cries out for his mom, who died years ago. Like I don't know, man. I don't know. I get it. I get the anger. I get, you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Cuz I know I feel like you and I disagree on some things. That's okay, but I don't know, maybe we don't. What are your thoughts? You can say them. I know you're hesitant, but that's okay. I don't I don't
1: know what I think. I've I'm honestly I, I don't I don't know what I don't know what I I don't know what I think. That's fine. That's totally fine. um, But it's
0: also, you know, I mean, we're 2 I'm half Mexican. I I can easily pass as white. You know what I mean? So it's two Caucasians sitting here talking about this. You know what I mean? I, I've,
1: we've said, I've said this multiple times that the first, the first part in gaining knowledge is Mm -hmm. understanding what you, is knowing what you don't know. Right. And and I think that's true for, for feelings. Yeah. For and sure. I don't that's
0: know. A gr- wow. And I, wow.
1: and I don't know how to identify the feelings that I'm having right yeah. now. And I think part of that is probably because I haven't seen the video. Yeah. And because sure. I think like you, when you said, when you said like, it's, I mean, I've seen the violence before. I've seen these videos before. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need, like, I don't need to watch another one. Like, right. I know what happened. I think that's probably I resonated with that a bit. Right, I for think sure. that that's that that's kind of sparked probably something in right. in me. Uh not that I don't care. Yeah. Um it's yeah. just like I mean we've seen it a million times nothing happens and yeah. what's the, and then now like now that it's gotten like obviously it's not the same. The this reaction is no. way different. Yeah. And as it should be being if it's I've re- I mean I've done everything but actually watch the video. Right. I've read people talk about like I knew people I knew that the bystanders were were, were videotaping it and uh, like there was this guy on Barstool Sports who wrote an article about it and he was saying um it, he what did he say He's like he's like I was appalled by um He's like, there's people st- who chose to videotape it instead of do anything, instead of do instead of doing something. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what are you supposed to do? You're gonna go charge like yeah. a- an armed police
0: officer. The woman then- who was filming was was doing something. Yeah, she was trying. But wh- I mean, how what much are you gonna do? You do?
1: You're, you're, you would just be another body on the ground.
0: It's it's easy to say hundred percent. It, uh, it's easy to say this when you're watching it. Like, I would tackle that cop. I mean, you might have tried, but that other that other cop was standing there between you and him.
1: Well, then you've assaulted a police officer, right? And and then what happens? Are you, well, I then mean, you're just another. Are you but just how another easy victim? is it to say,
0: "I'll take that assault to prevent a death," right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and when you're watching that, those thoughts come into your head. When you watch this video, you think, "No, like you just want to tackle him off of him, like you just want to do anything." You feel it, like t- mm-hmm. you want to do something. And I think that that's the biggest. I don't know that. that I think that's such a, such a huge motivator for a lot of people who. I don't know, maybe who aren't black who watch it. Like I, I need to do something because I've watched this and I felt that mm-hmm. like I, but, but I don't know. I I, I think you're, I, I, you know, there is something to just saying like, yeah, I just can't watch it, but I think people should. Mm-hmm. So if you can, if you can bear it, Jake, you should check it out.
1: Okay. I think I will. I think I will watch it. Yeah. Um, And you know, the first thing in admitting any, any, um the first thing in solving any problem is admitting that there is one. Right. And I think that, for the first time I think a lot of I think there's a lot of people who are coming to the realization that there is a problem and then that requires listening and Mm -hmm. that requires making um, becoming as informed as you possibly can with the understanding that there are there are things that I will never understand much like people who who don't struggle for mental health will never understand mental health fully Um, just like I will never know what it's like to be judged solely on the color of my skin yeah. and have people make assumptions about me for my physical characteristics, not my behavior or any other right. or anything else. Right. So I can't, I mean, I, I, it's cliche. Everybody says like there's, mm-hmm. you see it all the time, but I mean, it is but at the same time, cliches are cliches because there's a lot of truth to them. Right. And obviously like that's the fir- I think that's another step in, under in trying to solve this issue. Um is, is listening, but there is just, there's no, I think there's a lot of people trying to listen, but it starts with the rot at the head of our government.
0: Yeah, it absolutely does.
1: Because there's, that is where change is going to happen. Yeah. If you look at the, if you look at all of the major pieces of legislation, mm-hmm. it's happened with Exec with oh, executives. This is a great point right here. It's happened with executive leadership and yep. it's happened with Supreme with Supreme Court decisions. Right. It hasn't happened um, in the legislation in legislation right. per se um, It's only happened in the le- in, in the legislature through executive pressure. Right. And so that's a
0: great point, Jake. That's a great point. I know when Ferguson, uh, after the Ferguson riots, there was a lot of, you know, institutional change At that local level. Mm -hmm. Okay, we recognize that there's a problem here. Let's make change here. But that doesn't solve the problem everywhere. No. And I think you make a great point when you talk about that change coming from the top down. That's an excellent point. And maybe, I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to happen with Donald J. Trump.
1: No. I mean, he's more worried about pandering to his his 38 to 40% than he is about trying to understand every single portion of the, um, of, of the, of this, of every, every, instead of trying to unify this, you the United States, this is, this guy has done nothing but to be divisive.
0: Right. I mean, he's, he's just inside the house, just tweeting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when he does come outside, they tear gas, the protesters in front and shove them out so that he can walk down the street. Yeah.
1: I mean, in bar bar was yeah. the one who told him to push him out of Lafayette square. Yeah. Um,
0: that's scary, dude.
1: Well, bars Barr is Trump's lapdog.
0: I mean, oh, that, for sure. But I'm just saying that, 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 that decision and to do that, like, I don't know, man.
1: Well, he's, he's, um, he's made it clear that, uh, he's made it clear that where he's, where he stands on his executive power. Yeah. And what he's, well, he, he truly believes that he, not only the, not only the executive branch mm-hmm. or the, the federal government, he alone has the monopoly on the use of power. Yeah. And <sighs> in having a president who holds that ideology. Yeah. We've known this about him, mm-hmm. but this is the first time that he's been able to use it as a domestic tool. Yeah. Is incredibly scary. Yeah. And if you're look, if you're not, I mean, if you're on the fence, About this guy, in any way, and if this doesn't, his response to this doesn't sway you. Mm -hmm. I do. I don't know what you're looking for. You're either for or against this guy. Yeah. There's. I don't know how there's any middle ground at this point.
0: His uh, his um, address in the rose garden the other day, Mm -hmm. blue tie. Oh yeah. It's such a visual, such a visual tactic. Um, we, we talk about it in communications like that's why like Twitter is blue, Facebook is blue, Messenger is blue, blue has a sense of safety and security, you know? Mm-hmm. And he always rocks that power red. And he came out in a blue tie and I, I just was like subtle. I yeah. see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But people don't recognize that. I mean unless you know about that stuff, you're not you're not gonna see it. So I wonder how just how influenced people are on visuals like that you mm-hmm. know what I mean because yeah. if you if, if if this is obviously you know the color is used for an emotional response whether on these social media apps I wonder if people you know I wonder how much the influence really is there when you see the president come out in a blue tie it's the first thing I noticed hmm. it's the first thing my eyes went to and I was like I see what you're doing there Yeah, you know but without people knowing that they're not going to catch on to that so then are they more susceptible to it I don't know It's just, uh, that guy's a fucking trash. (laughs) Like he's a loser, dude. Mm -hmm. He's a loser. And this is all just like, I don't have any, I can't defend him anymore. No, Not that I ever did, but you know, you and I would always try to try to come at it from just like, we still will always try to come at things analytically. Right. Yeah. But as far as a person, he's a trash person. He's just garbage and him advocating for violence back like to well, just squish it out, stomp dog, it out
1: dog whistles to to 19, like 1960s yeah. tactics yeah 1960s and 1970s dogs vicious yeah. dogs yeah i mean ever all of us grew up learning u.s history and in in seeing those pictures of yeah. police police canine units fire hoses fire hoses mm-hmm. on uh peaceful protesters yeah like that's what that's what make no mistake. That's purposeful imagery that yep. he's using. How are you okay? How are we okay with I mean, we're not. Obviously, we're not. this country is not okay, okay
0: with this by and large. I the majority is I think appalled with with his reaction. Not and I, I feel like it's just like what scares me and this is a thought I've had, like you had the coronavirus and then the mishandling of that, right? Not that that's not still going on, like <laughs> yeah.
1: Apparently it's not though. We're just we just forgot about that. Yeah.
0: So I mean, people, you know the the mishandling of the coronavirus and then the backpedaling to try to try to to make it look like you handled it the right way. And now this, like, I feel like it's the case is just building against him, right? Until September. When the coronavirus vaccine comes out.
1: This is what happens when (laughs) he has spent the last four years building a narrative and creating a false reality in doing everything he can to lie, manipulate, send out disinformation, send out all of his have an entire media outlet dedicated mm-hmm. to spinning that reality and then when things happen like the coronavirus, the George Floyd incident, all these other little things that pull at the threads of this fake reality that he's that he's created it's right. unraveling yeah and it's unraveling in such a dangerous and catastrophic way mm-hmm. because of how much power that he has yes but this just shows that everything that this dude has stood for everything that he has tried to put on the American people, try to manipulate the system is just complete and utter bullshit yeah it's it's a web of lies and it's falling apart around him Mm -hmm. now he still may end up winning yeah re-election that's a scary proposition but there is i mean there is there's a path for him there is there is but i mean i at this point at this point like i know you may not like biden you may just be so fed up with status quo yeah, and just be like, man, we like, this is, this is all reason why we needed, why we need more rapid fundamental change. Mm-hmm. Um, But you have to look at the present. Like, I
0: just don't know how you don't vote. It's dangerous, dude. It's dangerous for the fabric of this country he'll completely undo everything if he has the opportunity to. And what I don't understand is the willingness to like to just let it happen. Let him do whatever he needs to do to fix this. What does that mean? What does that look like? Are you trying to expand more power? And it's an argument we've made a billion times, but what if the opposition is in the White House and now practices these new norms? Mm -hmm. Are you still going to be stoked? You've instituted these new norms. You've advocated for these new norms. Mm -hmm. If you get someone in there who is willing to exploit those, who maybe disagree socially, economically, politically than you, are you still going to be cool with it? Yeah. Because there's a new norm now. Mm -hmm. There's new norms. And we've allowed it.
1: Yeah. No, you're 100% right. I mean, just just think about uh, the Flynn, the Michael Flynn case. I mean, that's something we that doesn't really get talked about because mm-hmm. of everything else that's going on. But y- you have now a, a nor- a, another norm being destroyed of um, of Attorney General and Justice Department you know, autonomy without having yeah. to worry about... without. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be direction coming from the White House. The White House is going to want to see certain things happen. But there are certain lines that executives don't cross mm-hmm. when it comes to the Justice Department. The, the 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 Michael the dismissal the choose the choosing of to the choosing to dismiss the case against Michael Flynn mm-hmm. by the Justice Department and, and Bill Barr was one hundred percent completely politically motivated. Yeah, that sets us in. Did did they do anything technically illegal? No, no. But there's bit, to understand democracy and understand our Constitution. The fact that this entire government, this entire system that we've all been socialized in that was created back in 1783 well mm-hmm. 1786 when the when the when this const when like the current constitution was ratified
0: <laughs> you nerd the i love you <laughs> that or
1: 1780 it's still 1787 anyway the <laughs> all of this that we live in was not is is not governed it is not just dis- and is not ran by that small document that we call the u.s constitution mm-hmm. there are hundreds yeah of of no of normative of of norms that govern our behavior and how we do things mm-hmm. that are that have been established over a long long period of time and are just as important to maintaining free institutions and a representative government with checks and balances with transparency than the written words on those on that piece of paper.
0: Right, right.
1: And that you put somebody in who is willing and able and is a, aided and abetted by lackeys who are just as power hungry who continue to get voted in by their constituents in both the House and the Senate knows how knows how to rig the system and manipulate those norms to stack the deck and rig the game in their favor. Right. There has not been a single president in U S history who has been able to do that as pervasively and as sinister and, and for as sinister motives as this president. Right. I don't know how we ended up with, I mean, we kind of, we know how we ended up with this guy.
0: But how did we end up with him? I had a conversation with this about last uh, about this last night. You know, uh, we we were seeing waves of social change and finally holding accountability. Right. Mm -hmm. And you had you had these people. Right. All of these people talking about feeling disenfranchised and like you're coming after my industry that I work in. Now I'm going to be jobless and blah, blah, blah. If you're shifting. I'm just using this as Mm -hmm. one, one example you're shifting towards clean clean uh energy this is going to hurt me in my career i've just poor me right and that's i think it's a reaction to all of that the social changes we saw um the me too movement like people now being held accountable for the things that they they've done mm-hmm. and you hear all you heard all the time like Don't tell me how to talk. I will use the pronouns that I want to use. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. me, 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 me. And I just felt like, I feel like sometimes like possibly this is a big F you to, to that prog to the progression, right? Not necessarily progressives, but, but all of a sudden we started seeing people wanting to shift towards holding accountability on certain things, making global changes as far as energy. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But uh, so everybody, everybody's the victim now, which isn't not, not a, not a statement I'm making about those who are truly victims, but like, I don't know, man, Uh, like there's so, I have so many arguments. My head is all over the place, but like, here's the, so talk, talk it out. I'm going to talk it out. So we, we announced that we were going to become, um, foster parents. Right. Yeah. And one thing that we continuously think about is like, you know, there is a stipend that comes with that to us Mm -hmm. to help care for these kids and if they provide mental health care, they provide, um, these kids get free college. Like they, they try to create an environment where these opportunities are there because of other reasons that may hinder them. Right. Mm -hmm. I may hinder them. So, so there's a conversation there about it. That's great that we get this help to help these kids in a time when they need it. And ultimately, because they've been in the foster care system, they'll have opportunities outside of this if they can get there. But the statistics against them are heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But what if there was an institution or a, a, a process put in place where their parents would get a stipend? Their parents would have these opportunities. As foster parents or adoption parents, you sometimes get opportunities to get free access into into state parks, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, not everybody can do that. But there there are opportunities there for for us as foster parents to get to get assistance to help these children sure. and I just can't help but think of like what would these lives look like if the parents had this assistance the same way that we're going to and there are ways to get assistance obviously mm-hmm. but I just I don't know like the free mental health care and all that stuff yeah. right I know there's outlets but it's just it's like they put it in our lap because we're foster parents it's like that's great we get to we get that's going to help us help them but what about the parents right but then on the flip side you have This has been disgusting me and infuriating me because I've seen it firsthand. But workers who are who are completely able to work, being called back to work and saying, no, I'm good because they're making double what they would make on unemployment because they're getting that additional stimulus to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm advocating for right social social programs that maybe helps these parents but then people people's argument is always that people abuse it and then i see that exactly with people i know who are abusing the unemployment system for for what mm-hmm. that money's not, just not in there dude that comes from somewhere yeah it's disgusting and it's mm-hmm. infuriating yeah i don't know where i was going i'm just ranting rant <laughs> hey rant <laughs> ranting
1: leads to often leads to Something. Oh,
0: okay. So I'm talking about the the changes, right? Um, and 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 the uh, social change yeah. and, and people feeling whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think overall, what I what I want the point I'm I'm coming to and what I'm thinking about is like uh, uh, you're talking about norms, we're talking about institutions, we're talking about programs or whatever. There's clearly institutional issues. Oh, definitely. That. That the that everybody is showing solidarity to not everybody, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are supporting these movements and these protests because we recognize that there's institutional problems. But what we're talking about is not you know there are when you have people exploiting the institutions and exploiting the norms, it makes it. I don't know. It just it doesn't get any better. So yes. Let's push for these institutional change. Absolutely, a hundred percent. But the more that we, uh, I, I honestly, I'm just afraid of somebody else getting in there and and behaving under these new norms. Is what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Because That's we're totally we're pushing generally. for new norms. We're pushing for change. We've we've been pushing for it. And when it comes to racism, there does not seem to be any any difference from where we've been. Like there's, I feel like overall. People are more accepting, right? Maybe not. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Oh, I remember where I was going with this. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. People are gonna hate me for being all over the place. Ranting leads (laughs) to good things. I thought I had was, what if I'm a father of an African American child? And that's what I was getting at. Mm -hmm. Is everybody? It's, it's always easier to relate or consider things when you put it in your own perspective, right? Uh, uh, regardless of whatever you believe in, if you're if you're oppressed because of your religion, if you're oppressed because of your beliefs, even sexual orientation, whatever it is, if you're white, you, you can still pass. You know what I mean? If you're if you're a white Muslim, you could still pass and and no one would ever know that, right? No, if you're Muslim no one ever would know but for skin color you can't change that and you can't hide that so people are being discriminated against because of the skin color right Mm -hmm. and so I just I just think about like what if one day I'm a parent to an African American kid or or, or a Mexican kid who or Latino kid who can't pass I can pass and I've gotten into these debates and it's so hard for me not to get heated but like People are like, oh, uh, uh, I like that you said, uh, hey, did you see that that that, that cop killed that guy? Because that's how I presented it. I'm like, did you see? Did you see that video of that cop killing that guy? Oh, I like that you said that. I'm like, said what? That that cop killed that guy? What else would I say? Oh, that that cop killed that black guy. Well, that cop did kill that black guy, and that is a part of it. And and then it just sparks this whole argument because mm-hmm. there's no understanding that that's a part of it, you yes. know. So I think about like. And then I got into a conversation about me and my brother. My brother's much darker than me. That dude looks Mexican, right? And he has dealt with so much just disgusting racism that I've never had to deal with. I get called Beaner all the time. Like, in high school, people be like, hey, Beaner like, as a joke, right? But that's, as I got older, I started to recognize, like, that's not funny. Mm-mm. Like, that's not even cool, right? No but i would just be like yeah yeah ha, 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 yeah that's me the beaner but you just kind of you you j- you laugh it off right to ease the to ease the jab right yeah. even if it's your friends right <sighs> but that is nothing compared to what my brother has had to deal with and then i think about now having african american children or children of color and like how how terrifying it is right but then I think about friends and people I know who do have African American children. And that it's easy to go what if, right? Mm-hmm. What if I do? What if I do? Oh, that's scary. That's going to be that w- that's going to be hard. That would be hard. Well, no, it is hard not only for parents with African American children, but African Americans, right? You yeah. always it's just I don't understand how people can't it's it's good to shift it on yourself like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. Jake, what if you have African-American children? You don't know who you're going to marry or fall in love with. Sure. You might have mixed children. And then what? Now you, like, it, it's good for us to kind of go through those exercises. Like, what if this is me, right? Um, I don't know. It's just terrifying, dude. It's, uh, I saw this one. I'm sure you've seen this uh, This old woman who does, like, uh, race, racism. um uh, like classes, sure. Have you seen her? I'll sh- I'll send you a link. Okay. But she's in this auditorium, and she's like, "Stand up if you if you would be okay and be willing to be treated like African Americans are treated in this country." Pfft, nobody stood up, and then she's like, "Uh, did you misunderstand the question? Stand up if you would like to be treated as African Americans are treated in this country." Yeah, none of you are standing up which dude how impactful is that mm-hmm. no one's standing which tells you there's a recognition of the mistreatment or the difference mm-hmm. there right yeah we know it's there mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> yeah i I think the the common push the common pushback right is like
0: <sighs> sorry for ranting <laughs>
1: ranting is fine I do it all the time okay. Um I was all over the place. <laughs> I was following. I was following. Um th- you see the common the common kind of pushback because there's even there's even people who would normally give the cop the benefit of the doubt okay. in these situations. You right. see that all the time. Like, well it's a difficult it's a difficult job. Yeah, you. We weren't there. We don't have the full story. It's grainy footage. It's this. It's that. It's. It's. Um. If he just hadn't resisted, right? He would. He, if he just. If he had just listened to, um. Right. To listen to authority stuff like that. This one was uh, is so appalling mm-hmm. that there's that even the people who would normally fall back to yes. those excuses are having to admit that it's really bad, but they're still equivocating mm-hmm. in a very in a very telltale way Mm -hmm. and i think in a very ignorant way okay and that is like still talking about like you'll still see like well we're all you know we're all you see it a lot but we're all created equal and they talk about like oh we don't make we don't treat anybody differently Mm -hmm. stuff like that and it's just almost still trying to draw this equivalency that we all are equal yeah when we're not because right. there is significantly cultural different, theres significant cultural differences mm-hmm. between African Americans and white Americans, mm-hmm. Latino Americans in this country, all based on our history. Mm-hmm. And African Americans were not allowed to assimilate into American culture and its founding. Mm-hmm. like we like like white Americans right, right. At, were able to. And even after slavery ended, they weren't allowed to assimilate you had all of the jim crow laws all the segregation laws yeah. they were forced to by the environment and the institutions in which they were lived in mm-hmm. to create their own their own culture so there is going to be massive different there is going to be massive differences yeah. there and those differences need to be those different the fact that there is differences that's the first i think the first part in actually trying to solve this issue is that we all now have to we have to in, all have to live in this space that we call the United States, but understanding that there are important differences mm-hmm. and that those differences are going to lead to different values, different, different expectations, mm-hmm. different, um, and, and just in overall different, um, different ways of, of seeing the world. Mm-hmm. And, but we are American, we're a representative democracy and those voices deserve to be heard. Right. And just because you say like, well, you're not as oppressed as you used to be doesn't mean that there isn't significant differences in right. things that they care about that aren't being addressed
0: mm-hmm.
1: by their government.
0: You're far more coherent than I am. <laughs> 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 one, one thing that I always used to say, like when I was writing papers in, in college, I would always come back to because I wrote a lot about slavery, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, did a lot of research on slavery is it's it's like if you build a, if you build a house on a shitty foundation, How's that house gonna stand? Mm-hmm. They were raped, murdered, whipped, tortured, hung.
1: Told that if there were even after even after slavery ended, told if there was one drop of African American blood in you, you're African American, and therefore you're not privy to all of the all the rights of of being a right, white American. Right.
0: And what uh, the point I was gonna make about all those disgusting, just gross things that happened to them all happened up until the 1960s. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just slavery that these people have dealt with this violence and and murder and fear. And it's not any different today. You know what I mean? Like 1965, dude, that is not that long ago. No.
1: No, I mean, everybody who was like most people who were alive in 1965 Mm -hmm. who were old enough to be cognizant of what was going on. Right. Many of them are still alive today yeah so it's those feelings those beliefs all of that is still prevalent yeah and those are the people who are in power so of yeah. course there is going to still be remnants mm-hmm. it may not be as open it may not be as um you know it just i mean just not out in the open like it used as it was right but it's still there it's still in the institution it's still yes it's still It still lives among us. Racism right. is not dead. No God, no. It's it in it's and it's honestly it, it may it may never die.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't. That's scary. That's scary.
1: The only way it may ever die yeah. is that the, when the differences between us as humans uh-huh. become less than the difference between us and some other sentient being. Right. I'm, I'm talking about aliens. Right. I know you are. That's the only. <laughs> way, I f- I feel like that because of because of the way our brains are conditioned the way we've been socialized in right. in, in associating attributions to color mm-hmm. i don't know if there's ever any way that we're going to be able to get out completely get out of that right until the different because rate, like the history of of race has to be talked has to be talked about not just in the american context but the global context yes. because prior to european expansion race wasn't conceptualized by color mm-hmm. and I know that's probably really hard to to grab to like mm-hmm. grapple but race in in class were far more interconnected than they are today mm-hmm. in this in the sense that you were considered your race was determined based on where you were in the social structure in the social right. hierarchy right. of european um feudalism and that's evident in the uh, definitely evident in the writing of early, of early Europeans Mm -hmm. as they, as they ventured abroad. It wasn't until the advent of slavery in the class, in the class structures shifted to where African-Americans became associated, well, just Africans, black people Mm -hmm. became associated with slavery, which was the lowest rung of the social structure that color started to become associated with being lower class. Right. And then, and then you get then you get into the era of biological racism, the early anthropol early anthropology anthropology work, social Darwinism, and the and the belief of of physical characteristics being attributed to certain behaviors and certain tendencies and stuff and stuff like. That stuff like that. The biological racism that we see today started in the late 1800s, right. but it was a long it was a long process of getting to that point. Now, I don't know if that can ever be undone because we have been so socialized in that, yes. and that has become such a large component to us that I don't know if all of if we're ever That's going to point. be able to see if we're ever going to be ever, ever completely untether that in our minds.
0: Right. That's why I use that that analogy of the house like the house is built on that mm-hmm. is it, it we can make changes but it the, it's still on that foundation yeah. right built on slavery on on the way that we treated these people less than not human mm-hmm. you know and i think i think i i'm feeling i'm honestly i'm feeling like self-conscious about my ramblings i want to excuse it with i just want to say i think that 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 rambling and that that jump from topic to topic that I was doing—it's literally the inter- internal panic that I'm having through all this. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not to you know, I just it's 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 just me panicking. Like, there's there's so much wrong, and I think I feel like there's such a burden with those who study history, and I, we've talked about this a little bit before. But like, you know where we've come from, and and to see the same things happen over and over and over it's like how are we not learning how are we not growing how are we not changing and and this is socially this is politically like it's just the same you know there's a reason that's cliche there's a reason it's said all the time that history repeats itself and there's those who argue that saying and hate that saying or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But the point is, is like we're not obviously not repeating, but we're we're not we're not changing. We need to. There are fundamental social changes that need to happen. Mm-hmm. That need to happen. And and, and 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 to protest a protest, I just don't get it. And specifically, I'm talking about. The all lives matter counter to black lives matter. You're literally protesting a protest. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. I just I I, it's it's this little stuff like that. That's just frustrating and infuriating like uh, uh, I saw this on Facebook today. Somebody I know posted uh, um, a post this if you're not afraid to say it blue and then it was just like I stand with police and there was a blue line. Okay, dude. I think you're missing the point. Mhm. I think you're missing the point. There's a problem with the justice system all throughout the United States. That is what the problem is. Mm-hmm. The problem is not police. There are great police officers. There are clearly monsters in the police department. Mhm but there are monsters everywhere that are controlling and keeping people oppressed. It's not just the police department. There are social there. I'm sure there are people in social institutions that are built to help others who have prejudices, whether it's against African-Americans, native Americans, Mexicans, whatever. I don't know. I'm rambling again, but it's just this chaos in my head. Yeah. you know
1: well it is a chaotic time of course everything's going to be chaos <laughs> yeah i
0: know i'm just saying like the protests are the protests i don't understand and there needs to be fundamental change everywhere and i think i think it starts with calling that shit out i think it starts there i mm-hmm. hope it starts there
1: well it is starting there i just hope the momentum is sustainable
0: yeah c- don't let this stop keep going the the the, the people who are out there throughout these protests who are fighting and encouraging people to register to vote there's a reason yeah that that will change things mm-hmm. go ahead
1: i the the thing that i struggle with the mo- i i struggle with the most yeah. um okay well i want to start on a positive note i think okay. <laughs> off the off of the the off the line of thinking that i was just talking about how i don't know if we could ever get away from racism right I want to. I guess I want to tie that up with something I think is better. Is that, and it brings back to the conjoining the two points I made. That one that there are d- cultural differences because of our history. Yeah. And then the fact that racism can, ne- like, there are because of those differences, and there it's all. It just seems like there's always going to be some sort of race, some sort of racism that exists. I think we can get to the point where we understand that there are differences, but we are able to celebrate those differences. Oh
0: yes, Jake (laughs) preach it a hundred percent.
1: And, and understand that because you, you grew up in a completely different life than I did. Yeah. Doesn't mean that we can't come together in a, in a government in in the same institution Mm. and work and work out, a solution where both of our needs are met.
0: That's literally what this show is. But
1: the issue is, <laughs> is zero zero sum logic. Yeah. Yeah. N- nationalism, xenophobia, racism—these just the worst parts of the human condition. Mm-hmm. And that's either social, psychological, it's evolutionary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know how to. I just, we don't, I just don't know how to beat it. Right. I don't have those answers. I mean, there's, there's, there's research that I've read. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like social psychology, political psychology, Mm -hmm. I have a decent understanding of. And the issue, I don't know, the the issue I, the issue I, I I think is like when we, we talked about this all, but it's expanding your out group and your, it's expanding your in group. Yeah. Because right now, so many people are part of out, part of your out. So many people are in your out group. Yes, obviously. And you're never going to be able, like, cognitively, you're always going to mistrust people who you see as others. Right. So it's open. It's at least the minimum. If this does nothing more than to open your mind Mm -hmm. that the people who are protesting that you see a difference in, then you have an association. Like you associate the their physical characteristics with a certain with with certain behavioral or certain um, certain behavioral or or something like you have assumptions based on their physical characteristics mm-hmm. at least open your mind to the point that those are still Americans yeah. And those are still people who have needs mm-hmm. and those are people who have feel who have their needs are not being met. Mm-hmm. And if you're truly someone who is talking about the, be- the belief in America and America first, and you're not listening to your fellow Americans as they're crying out, begging for change, and you're closing yourself off to even listening, dude, you're not an American. Wow. You're just
0: not. Yeah. These aren't, these people are no different. They're Americans who want the same liberties and freedoms. Yeah. Listen. And if you're not listening, go find someone and ask. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That's
0: a great point. And I think we'll end there. Sorry for rambling. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. It's heartbreaking. Um, The only thing I will say is I want to end on is like, I think you I think you made a great point, Jake. Whether whether or not, you know, the tribalism or, or teams, you know, we're all Team America. Just mm-hmm. inherently. We live here. We're a part of this. So listen to the other Americans, right? But also, I mean we celebrate we celebrate those who sacrifice for others, right? Mm-hmm. We always do. We always do. But why can't we be the ones to sacrifice? There's more that I could be doing. There's more that you could be doing. There's more that everybody could be doing mm-hmm. for Americans, for people who are struggling in your neighborhood. There's always a possibility or outlet to do more. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you're right. I think that's a that's perfectly put a, a call to do more. Right. We all can um, do more.
0: And it's more than just social media, you know? Yeah. And, and. Oh,
1: that's why I don't, I just, I've been staying off of social media when it comes to this. I just.
0: I I guess there's a lot of like influencers, influencers like exploiting this and like for the likes, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Oh yeah. Um, Which I get. And listen, if you're going to spread information on social media, I think that's good. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a problem. I think that's good there. We've always talked about social media and the internet. There are great things for it. And if you're going to put information out there, have it be good information, mm-hmm. true information. If you don't know if it's true, check yeah. before you post it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you, I think you have an excellent point, you know, listen to one another at the end of the day. You know, we all have to we all have to abide by the same laws, rules and regulations. And if you want laws, rules and regulations changed for Americans who aren't treated the same way, you got to do something about it. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're a disgruntled voter. You got to be better. You got to be better. You have to participate. You can't just cry about it and not make sure there's change. Yeah. (sighs) Sorry if that was a bummer. Um, I don't think it's a bummer. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go trap my wife into singing. Bye, guys. Okay. Right, bye. <laughs>